0: Welcome to SNC Critical Insights. I'm Melissa Sawyer, and I'm here today with my colleague Lauren Bumke. Every year, we study U.S. activism data to try to identify trends in activism that will persist into the next year. Our full study is available on our website, but today Lauren and I want to share with you four of the biggest trends from the last year. Of course, the starting point for any discussion of activism in 2020 has to be the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on activism campaigns in the spring. Not surprisingly, we saw a dramatic drop in completed proxy contests in the spring, given that the first wave of the pandemic in the U.S. coincided almost exactly with proxy season. For those activism campaigns that did go forward, the focus on returning capital to shareholders declined significantly in favor of campaigns pushing for board change, operational improvements, and management changes. There was a lot less agitation for M&A. We also saw fewer instances of activists pushing for stock buybacks. Interestingly, at Disney, Third Point actually took the opposite approach and publicly opposed Disney's dividend, instead advocating for greater reinvestment in Disney's streaming business. All that being said, if the third quarter is any indication, we'll be back to business as usual soon enough. We already saw a shift back toward M&A objectives in the third quarter. You know, Lauren, given activists' historic focus on M&A, they have been compared to the hostile Raiders of the 1980s on occasion. Do you think there's any merit to that comparison, or do you think activists
1: are really their own species? That's an interesting question, Melissa. In the past, activists have really stuck to their own investment and agitation strategies. But as of late, we are seeing a convergence of strategies as activists and private equity funds are increasingly willing to borrow from each other's playbooks. For their part, some activists have been engaging in full company acquisitions and private investments in public equity, which are commonly called pipes. And a number of activists have recently formed SPACs. In many ways, this foray into private equity is more of a natural progression for activists than you would initially think. Activists have accumulated significant amounts of capital to deploy. And a lot of the low hanging fruit that activists have targeted in years past using their traditional playbook has dried up. These days, most companies are better prepared for an activist attack. So the activists who are already focused on identifying companies' weaknesses and finding ways to capitalize on them are placing more skin in the game on certain bets. Melissa, are there any other shifts you're seeing in activist strategies? Well,
0: Lauren, given the convergence of activism with other investing strategies that you just described, I guess one might wonder whether activists have started to pick up on the ESG trend that has so dominated corporate governance discourse among institutional investors. The answer is that we've seen a little bit of this, but it's still nascent. And in my view, it's still opportunistic. Activists are using that sort of ESP messaging as a tool to supplement other arguments in their campaigns, but it's still exceedingly rare for an activist to build an entire campaign around an ESP thesis. In addition, although there have been some notable examples of prominent activists raising funds for ESP or ESG oriented funds, like Jeff Ubben, who's formerly a value act, who recently launched a new ESP focused fund. It's certainly not common. And even Jeff Ubbin himself has said that he does not think activist strategies and ESP themes can peacefully coexist. Now, on the other end of the spectrum from investors with ESP strategies, who are kind of the white knights of the investing world these days are the dreaded short sellers who seem to strike fear into the hearts of many public companies on account of their tactics. Lauren, what have we seen from short sellers this year? Should issuers be worried?
1: We have definitely observed an increase in short selling activity that's targeting individual issuers. So much so that we've actually included these types of activism campaigns in our memos data set for the first time this year. These investors essentially buy a short position in a company's stock and then issue a public report detailing what they allege to be mismanagement of the company with the goal of depressing the company's stock price. There have been a few high profile examples of this strategy that have garnered media attention this year and unfortunately for issuers, there is not always a clear path for the issuer to resolve the situation through the SEC. I would say, though, that for the most part, there is no reason for issuers to panic. There's no guarantee that the market will react to a short sellers report at a particular company, especially if the company has a solid relationship with its large investors and is able to readily dispute the information in the report. Plus, short positions can be incredibly costly to maintain, especially at larger companies. Looking ahead for a minute to 2021, as Melissa mentioned earlier, we expect to continue to see a rebound in activism campaigns as activists who sat on the sidelines during 2020 in the midst of the pandemic, gear up for 2021, with more campaigns surrounding M&A as deal activity increases and potentially the targeting of industry underperformers as the economy recovers from the pandemic. We're also monitoring the impact of what we expect to be a changing face of activism in the next few years, as some of the more prominent activists age toward retirement and need to start thinking about succession planning for their funds. And of course, coming off of the historic US presidential election we will be focused on any changes in the government landscape that may have an impact on activism. Overall, we are anticipating another interesting 2021 season. Thank you for listening to s Critical Insights. For more detail on the trends that Melissa and I have discussed today, as well as an analysis of activist campaigns and settlement agreements during the 2020 proxy season and other legal developments related to activism, please check out our annual activism memo which is out now and available on our website www.solcrom.com